Hey, it's always great to talk to our friend John Rukoski of uh, the Tribune Democrat. Wears many hats for the Tribune and uh, always look forward to these conversations that we have. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me again, Bo. Yeah, hey, you've be been here. you've been a busy guy over the course of these last few months since we last talked. And, you know, I know it's been uh, a constant theme with uh, everybody that I've talked to is, is about COVID, uh, going through COVID. And now that we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel, boy, uh, it, it's great to see things happening again. And uh, first of all, JR, it, it was great to have a high school sports season conclude. I'm glad the kids got to play this year, and you were involved in a lot of things, weren't you? Absolutely. It was great to, to have the kids finish their season because it was such a heartache. Last year we had, I believe, seven basketball teams in state playoffs, and many of them were in the quarterfinals, and uh, they played their last game of their high school career without knowing you know, and then on maybe the bus ride home, they were told, well, well that's it. Mm. So uh, they were ripped off and their graduation ceremonies, they were ripped off on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really felt bad for some of these kids. Some of them live in my neighborhood, North Star uh, School District. Um, but but it, it was refreshing to get out and cover, you know, basketball as well as softball and track. And you know, we skipped track season last year, so we were. Mike Mastich and I were able to go down to Shippensburg, you know, on the Memorial Day weekend and cover our athletes down there. And yeah. uh, everything just seemed to really feel like it's just back to normal, just so refreshing. You, yeah. you just don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to address what you just mentioned there, but, you know, the, the seniors uh, from, from last year that didn't get you know, to play in that last baseball game or didn't get to play in that last softball game, the last event. Uh, but my heart really goes out to them, not being able to experience uh, just how special that is. And for as happy as we are for the kids to be able to return this year, the graduates of uh, 2020, I, you know, I just want all those kids out there to know, you know, that we think about it all the time and um, yeah. I just, just feel bad for them. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the kids didn't even get to, to play in their season. Uh, the softball players, the, the, the track athletes, the baseball players. Uh, but I really felt bad for the basketball players mm. and uh, and some of the wrestlers, especially at the UPJ, the, yeah. the Edmonds uh, wrestler. I mean, he he really got screwed out of a, a national title. Mm. Uh, was yeah. told actually, I think, in the locker room that he couldn't go to the mat. Mm-hmm. So uh, wow. that that's just heart wrenching to hear stories like that because they just can't get it back, and they'll be they'll be talking about that the rest of their lives. Yeah. And it was just that one and only class of 2020. Yeah, John Rukoski, the Tribune Democrat, joining us. Um, but this season, uh, I got to follow a lot of high school softball. My uh, daughter's a member of uh, the Winbird team. I got to see some some uh. pretty some pretty good teams. Um, yeah. that they uh, got to go up against. I got to see Myersdale Chestnut Ridge. But, uh, you know, the big one around these parts, obviously, Ligonier Valley and just the magical season that they put together. I know that you got to follow a great deal of what those girls accomplished this year. I did. Uh, regular season games, of course, uh, the playoffs, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, I 
I did not get to uh, go to the championship game, but uh, they were a very, very solid team. And we had several solid softball teams. Uh, Northern Cambria, uh, or Cambria Heights, rather, really sticks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myersdale, as always, a powerhouse. Uh, but uh, Ligonier Valley was, uh, boy, they had a great team, a great pitcher, and uh, I, I believe they went into extra innings uh, on that championship game yeah. and lost just one to nothing. So mm. they really fought hard, and um, it, it's it's heart wrenching, you know, to see these kids go that far, and then when they lose, uh, and I've witnessed it many times in many different sports, uh, they they're just so dejected, and you see the kids crying and so forth, and. But they have no idea what they've accomplished. Maybe the, uh, hopefully they will, you know, a day or so after, uh, you know, they get over the loss. Because uh, just to say that you were in a championship game, you were, you were the second best team in the entire state in your uh, in your classification. That that means a great deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, when they look back in their life, when they're older, they can see that that yeah. accomplishment and, and not look at it as a, as a loss. So. Right. And, you know, the uh, recurring theme again, you know, is what, what we talked about. It was just so great also uh, to attend these events. And sometimes, you know, that we often forget that not only is this something that's important for our kids, but my goodness, this is just a great way to build community. And um, again, talking about these softball games that I attended this year, but just seeing people get out and the way that these school districts are so uh, fit to our communities really shows the importance of high school sports. I am eager for the fall and uh, football season and a new school year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, high school sports is uh, is is big here. I'm not sure it's as big in, in, in other areas, uh, maybe around the bigger cities, but it, it sure is important to the people around here in the communities. And uh, you can see that when you attend the games, just mm-hmm. the regular season games, even in the winter when the weather's horrible, you know, they, they've got a good turnout for the student body and the, and the, and the families. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it means a great deal. We, we do our best to to cover the local sports and spread it around uh, the coverage uh, as yeah. best we can to keep everyone happy. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a great, great to be a part of it really is. And another important thing, obviously, are these community events that this region is so well known for. And, uh, you know, the fact that we did not have a lot of these uh, summer traditions that we have within this region last year uh some of us thought that perhaps a couple of these things were going to happen uh such as the you know triple aba tournament and uh the, you know flood city music festival and of course thunder in the valley not happening last year so nice so great to see it was such a successful event perhaps one of the most successful thunder in the valleys we've had in recent years oh my it was packed yeah. It was absolutely packed. They had great weather for a change. Uh, it was just great to see, you know, thousands of people that weren't wearing masks. And, uh, I mean, that would have been a, a super spreader event a year ago. Right. And, you know, when it was all over here, we're, we're a week or so out from that. And you've not heard one report of a COVID case from that mm. rally mm-hmm. with tens of thousands of people. The town was just 
hurt them. But even the two years, I believe, before that, I recall that at least one of them days, uh, maybe a Saturday, was a total washout. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've been fighting the weather. You know, when you try and plan anything in the summer in Johnstown, you're, you're, you're at risk with thunderstorms. Right. And uh, that's that has happened. And when you're on a motorcycle, of course, you have no coverage. So uh, it's not like they were all gathering at the War Memorial for an event or something. So uh, they really lucked out this year. They really needed that shot in the arm. And uh, it, it was a uh, it was a good rally. It was a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, record turnout, I believe. That's awesome. And, you know, uh, talking to uh, some friends who, who helped plan and, and organize this event, and, of course, you know, great job done by the Convention Visitors Bureau once again this year, and everybody connected to it as well. But, you know, there was that fear that being, being away from this for a year would affect people's behavior. Um, and there was fear that even if weather cooperated, that perhaps people are so set in their ways that, um, there wasn't going to be the crowd. And let me tell you just the opposite, wasn't it? I, I, I think yeah. these numbers exceeded what their expectations, what their best expectations were. And that's just, that's just positive news for anybody planning an event for the remainder of the summer. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think you're just seeing a great turnout no matter what the event. People are just tired of the virus, tired of being cooped up at home and uh, tired of not participating in social functions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. Some you, you got such uh, mixed predictions, you know, like, uh, well, there's going to be a giant party when this is all over or or people are going to be wearing masks for years to come. And mm-hmm. uh, you just never know how things were going to shake out. And uh, everybody just uh, seems to be anxious to just get out and uh, feel like they don't have to wear a mask and, and, and be suspect of everyone around them. Agreed. And, and just, a, just a, an observation that I have over uh, these these first couple events that we've had within the region and whether that be thunder in the valley or polka fest or uh, uh the, the uh, juneteenth uh, uh celebration uh a few weeks ago um i was impressed by you know if you live here for a, an extended period of time you get to see all the familiar faces everybody you know that you're going to run into but i swear to you that I've seen more people from outside this region come in for these events than I have ever seen. I, I now see more unfamiliar faces, and it just goes to show that it's not just impacting people within the greater Johnstown area or Cambria-Somerset counties, but uh, these are attracting many outsiders. And again, more encouraging news for those who are planning events for the summertime. Yes, uh I covered uh, a hot dog eating contest in between innings at the Mill Rats game uh, on Friday night. There were three uh, participants, mm-hmm. and I got their names afterwards. And one fellow was from Tennessee. Wow. Uh, yeah. Another fellow who was from Johnstown mm-hmm. was originally from Utah mm-hmm. and had just moved here. And then the third contestant, I believe, was from Virginia. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, this is, 
this is great because honestly to go back to a point that i said i had this fear i honestly did you know somebody that um you know spends a lot of time um being in front of people and interacting that uh, there was this concern that we were going to be set in our ways and, you know, get too familiar, too comfortable with being home. But uh, I, I honestly don't think that's the case at all. And I think you're right. People are mm -hmm. ready uh, to uh, take off the mask and, and uh, interact with, with, uh, with people. And, you know, and the fact that, uh, that there has not been an increase in uh, COVID cases, you know, in fact, those numbers keep going down. That's just mm -hmm. awesome. Just awesome news. It is. It is. And you know, we we are seeing a, a little bit of an influx of people, believe it or not, from from other states that are attracted to our area, probably by the low cost of living here mm -hmm. compared to where they're from. Uh, I have a friend up in Southmont who has a, a few new residents on his street uh, from Colorado, Idaho. In New York City, mm -hmm. uh, so that you know, we we are actually. Uh, you always hear about this brain drain and all these things. The mm -hmm. young people leaving town. I think young people leave their home no matter where they're from because they think that there's more life somewhere else. Uh, but but we are seeing actually, you know, a, a growth in 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 that area of people yeah. just wanting to dump their four hundred thousand dollar house mm -hmm. in. Uh, Colorado or Virginia or wherever they're from, and they, they see these uh, towns like Johnstown where they can buy a house and possibly, you know, get it for a fraction of the price and, and then have the ability to maybe retire a few years earlier because they have an extra quarter million dollars in their pocket. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think this is an interesting uh, bit of information, too, that I received from uh, Amy Bradley of uh, Cambry County Chamber a few weeks ago about you know uh the, the the chamber specifically marketing uh to attract people of what you're talking about but but something that's been very common among people who are doing this coming back to the region is either they've lived in this region before or they have some kind of roots here and it makes people understand that even those who wanted to get out eventually find out that they want to come back you know yeah, that's very yeah. cool. That's, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, my uh, our son had moved to Virginia a year or so ago, and he's already tired of the traffic and the crowds, and mm -hmm. uh, his his rent is astronomical. So, you know, he's even thinking of coming back because the quality of life here yeah. is is good. And uh, the late Somerset County Commissioner John Vadavuk, uh, you know, he and I would talk occasionally. We would we would run into one another. He was. Uh, a teacher at North Star, he taught both of our kids, mm -hmm. and he said one of the best things that we had going for our area was low cost of living, and uh, I believe you could probably sell that, sell this area as a retirement community. I mean, we do have some rough winters here, right. but if people have the money to get away and go to Florida for a month or two, you know, they, they have that extra money. No, no one likes to uh, see their, their money slip out of their, their wallet towards a mortgage or, or rent. And uh, if you can have more money in your pocket, uh, that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the cost of living here with the housing market is pretty cheap compared to a lot of places. Yeah. No, I think the outlook is, is good and, you know, connected to a, a recent story of yours also 
about uh, business and businesses investing. Uh, um, Seven Springs, new chairlift. Right, yeah, they're, they're working on a new chairlift. They're just about done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, those chairlifts last about 40 years, so the one they replaced on the avalanche slope was 42 years old. I've ridden it many, many times. Uh, so this one's a, a little bit faster, but uh, there, there's a, a, a more proof. You know, every time I go to Seven Springs, probably once or twice a week in the winter to ski, mm-hmm. and uh, I very, very rarely run into someone from Johnstown or even Somerset. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few locals that'll be there in the morning and ski for an hour. They live down the the, the road, but uh, most of the people that you meet there are from. Pittsburgh or DC mm-hmm. or Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, and these people ski all over the place. They'll they'll tell you that they had just come from Utah, or Colorado, or Idaho, or California. You know, the the week prior, or they're planning a trip to Utah or Colorado. You know, so yeah. uh, you it Seven Springs and uh, I'm sure Blue Knob. You know, they they attract people from right. all over the place. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's it's a really nice asset that we have in our area. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, world class. Uh, it, it is at Seven Springs, just among many things that we have within this region uh, that uh, sometimes we just don't appreciate, you know, the physical beauty that we have within this region. But it's it's certainly certainly there. John Rakoski, the Tribune Democrat, joining us. And I know that uh, you're you're constantly looking toward the future uh, with um, um, upcoming projects and and so forth and uh, you know without pressing on on anything, but I know that there's probably some things that you have in the works right now too. I'm sure, right? Yes, as always. Yeah. Uh, now that the high school sports calendar is is, uh, is flipped over to summer and the, and the kids are off and I. Uh, my sports nightly sports schedules uh, is, is just the collegiate league and the mill wraps. You know, I have some time to, to work on some other things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Tribune is working on a 20th anniversary book of the Flight 93. That's awesome. And uh, we had met with Steve Clark and his assistant uh, about a month ago about that book. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, Steve's so, uh, uh, just a great, great guest. We always enjoy uh, talking to him. He's a great man. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and there's been some spinoffs on that. Uh, there's some ideas that uh, we're seeing that maybe won't be included in the book, but are of other interest. Uh, specific, more specifically, it'd be the, uh, the land mm-hmm. itself. Uh, you know, it was a former strip mine, and if, uh, if you had ever been out there directly after the tragedy, you know, you could see uh, there was a, a kind of a, I wouldn't say a, a scrap yard, but there was a mountain of vending machines on the property uh, mm-hmm. that was probably 30 feet high. And uh, I'm not sure if it was a recycling facility or whatever, but there was a drag line up on top of the hill. Uh, they had recently strip mined the area. And uh, now it's turned into a beautiful park. Uh, there have been hundreds and hundreds of trees. They, they plant trees every year, yeah. not, not just the grove of, of 40 trees, but uh, it's a beautiful place to go and walk. You always see deer and, and waterfowl. There's a, there's a wetlands now. They have an acid mine drainage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have remedied that situation, and I, I'd like to start working on a story about that, actually, very soon. It's awesome. So uh, yeah. that's probably my next project here. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, people sometimes forget, you know, because, again, it's been a generation, um, just the physical transformation of that region there and the environmental impact, as you talk about, pretty remarkable. And, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting because, no doubt, there, there are some, uh, you know, stories that are connected to the main story, obviously. Really cool stuff. It really is. Yeah, you know, we, we have Gettysburg and we have battlefields that, uh, you know, pe- people go there to do different things. They, they walk, they jog, they stargaze, anything. And uh, in other words, they just don't go there to, uh, you know, to, to, to relive what, what happened. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. You have to honor right. uh, what happened there. Okay, but. Uh, you don't want to be depressed or angry every time you take a walk at Flight 93. Mm-hmm. And it is a beautiful place. And it, it reminds me of a Western landscape because, you know, you're just up so high and you could just look out and see the Conma Gap. You could see the ski resorts. You could see for miles, Yeah, especially to the West. And, uh, you know, you see, like I said, you see wildlife. And uh, now there's natural grass coming up and sorghum and things like that. And, and the uh, the drag line's gone. It's just been transformed. It's a beautiful place where they have these great trails that you can bike and walk on and, and enjoy the property. And they, they want to have, uh, I believe, some star parties. I believe they hosted some star parties. I, I used to take my telescope out there actually before the, the plane went down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> wow. and now this, it's a park and it's locked at night. I, I can't do that yeah. uh, without joining a star party which is fine yeah but it is a great place to stargaze because you get to see things on the horizon uh like neptune every once in a while will come up and it's usually right on the horizon mm-hmm. uh, same with venus and if you have a good telescope you know it's, it's hard to find places where you can see what's on the horizon because we have so many trees here mm-hmm. yeah and you know it, it, this this leads me to a recent conversation that i had with my wife we were visiting um, my in-laws in uh, Chincoteague, Virginia, uh, just a you know beautiful area there with the you know wildlife refuge and and uh, just the, the physical beauty of that and you know we're in the car on the way back and saying well you know what there's areas of Somerset Bedford County you know what I mean that are are just as just as beautiful as as any place that you would want to go within the world and I just think. We often take these things for granted, don't we? Oh, yeah. 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 Bedford County is beautiful. Uh, you know, the covered bridges, the, the farm country with the steep ridges in the background. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's very scenic. Uh, Somerset County, uh, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, I think 60% of Somerset County is actually below the town of Somerset. Yeah. And when you get down into those hills, Fair Hope and uh, confluence i mean it's just beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful countryside mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot down there including cell phone coverage but yeah uh, right you know it's um it's beautiful country same with up in northern cambria county up around prince Galitz, and uh, mm-hmm. we we are a little bit spoiled in that way i don't think there's a more scenic road than uh, 281 if you're taking it south and I had, I had to make a trip to morgantown a month or so ago and i'm just like whoa you know what some of these beautiful rolling hills that you see along the highway absolutely remarkable yeah. you know as you mentioned confluence in some of those towns just absolutely beautiful john rakoski yeah. 
Tribune Democrat, if uh, anybody wants to reach out, any information for you, any ideas for a story, what would you advise? Well, they can always email Jay Rukoski at, at tribdem.com. You know, we all have our first initial and last name followed by at tribdem.com. So uh, people give me all kind of ideas. Yeah. So I, I appreciate them. Yeah. Well, we look forward to uh, these upcoming things that you're working on, and uh, I know how busy you've been the last few weeks. I know how busy you are right now, so really do appreciate any time we can get 15, 20 minutes with you. Well, thanks for having me. You're, you're very welcome, and uh, it's always good to talk to you, Bo. Really appreciate it. John Rakoski, Tribune Democrat. Thank you, sir. Thank you.